Hi, welcome to this episode of Hollywood Breaks. It's good to be with you today. Uh, this afternoon, we interviewed Richard Rushfield, the uh, editor-in-chief of the Anchor Magazine, which is the most feared newsletter in Hollywood. Um, and Richard and we discussed what's really happening in Hollywood when it comes to the distribution game, but kind of asking the question, who's to blame? I want to know specifically, does it have to do with marketing, is it the filmmakers, or is it just the way we're making money? So, of course, we always wanted to end with a happy ending, and you can wait to the end and see how we ended on a happy ending. But all is great, and it's good to be with you today. So welcome to Hollywood Breaks. Since Richard has been here last, there's some things that have changed. But a little bit. <laughs> Keith, we were talking before this just about the... You know, what's going to actually get people into the theaters? Is it going to be... What were the three... Uh, um, themes that you had there superhero movies scary movies so, well, yeah and then and then sci-fi has kind of come in because of dune which is arguably a success or not a success depending on the metrics but um you could kind of loop some sort of action sci-fi into one bucket um and the idea is those are real are those really the only films left that are going to drive people to the theaters because given the last few months that seems to be the case. Those are the only movies that are really convincing people to show up. And that to me is not great for the state of the industry, but I'm trying to be an optimistic here, but it's, it's been tough the last few months to say the least. What's your take, Richard? Are we going to, are people going to get back in the theaters with, uh, with Dune, the Eternals and um, what's the scary movie that's out right now? Halloween. Yeah. The, the, I mean, somewhat it's uh so, so the rules seem to be right now as much as we're as much we're building new rules that nothing works except for these big uh, four quadrant tent poles, and those don't work enough well enough to actually be a viable business. So that that that's that's kind of where we are. They, I mean, they don't work because it costs too much money to make them, and we're not sure it's going to make money in the theaters. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the, the ones that are, are, I mean, we haven't had anything make like a, a billion and a half dollars or uh, right. And so it, I, they're all kind of like the ones that are doing best would have been middling to uh, bad two years ago. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the ceiling. <laughs> so how, so you just, uh, so how is that a business uh, is, is, is what you have. But isn't it because they, I mean, the studio though is counting different numbers and box office numbers, right? So I totally agree with you. If we're looking at a $60 million opening weekend for a superhero movie, that's horrendous for a superhero movie um, based on any other standard. But we don't have visibility is if we take away the box office number alone, um, the OTT platforms, which have also grown in the last two years, and we don't have that understanding really what the offset is of those two numbers. Um, but the, the, that we're hoping that the platform play is the new business when, when they're losing money in the, on the theatrical side. So I, I guess you get it into, uh, the, the idea that, that I, I, what, what it always was. And, and we just, we just didn't look at it this way that, that for a company like Disney, the the big giant temples were sort of were were loss leaders for a whole bunch of uh, uh, downstream revenue and uh, toys and rides and and cruise ships and everything else and and, and licensing um, and now you know I guess you can you can throw in the uh, the, the streaming services as part of that but there's no 
but you you, you kind of started that with with okay, but the movies will at least sort of break even more or less uh, when when everything's counted at the box office. So you're, you're not you're not starting out taking a three hundred million dollar bath, and there's just there's just no way that new subscription revenues add up to three hundred million dollars uh, unless you're doing some math. Yeah, but they're basically making, aren't they making 100 million subscribers at $20 a month is $2 billion a month off of off of those platforms, right? So they don't need the um, the theatrical release to generate that. They're basically getting the equivalent of $2 billion, uh, $2 billion theatrical release every single month on their OTT platforms. I, um, right? And, that, and that, that downstream stuff, I always wonder how that works. I'm glad you're talking about this because it really... Like there is a funny part of what, how this is really going to play itself out. And right now I feel like the trillion dollar and a half deficit that Biden just passed for us has the uh, movie theaters in there somewhere. Like I'm, I'm guessing that there's gotta be the studios are saying, cool, give us, you know, a half a trillion dollars and we'll keep on worrying about our OTT platform instead of uh, movie theaters. Yeah, but, but you know, I mean, unless unless they're going to be movie theaters are going to be a subsidized industry for eternally. So if you if you go to a world where four years ago you had you had you had seven studios that were churning out uh, twenty to twenty five releases plus uh, a bunch of independent things, so you you know you had you, you had you had one hundred fifty two hundred movies a year coming coming their way to to uh, um, to uh, to theaters, I, I don't actually know how to add or subtract. So correct yeah, <laughs> we're running with it. Good. <laughs> but, uh, the uh, we're the entertainment. Industry. We're not supposed to I just that. I just write about business. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we'll let the people with the comments give us the real yeah. numbers. Yeah, but but uh, but so if you if you change that to there's say four film four th- uh, studios in the theatrical business and then they'll just release eight movies a year so that's that's uh, I, I i think i think that's 32 is is the number I, for for uh so that's a lot less uh and how how many theaters does that support how like how the yeah the theater side um and and just something else about you're just gonna you I mean, uh, you're just going to get people out of the habit. How much of this is a legacy business? And once that, that, that it's just sort of an ancient habit of going to movies. And uh, once people break it, uh, maybe, maybe they get, they, they, they build lives in new directions. Um, Yeah. I recently um, I told, told the story about when I went to, when I was in Kansas city, visiting my brother, Um, it was the weekend that James Bond was released. Um, so I have a, I have a, a number of kids and I grabbed my family and, and maxed out the number of tickets I can buy in the movie theater. And I turned to my brother and I said, do you want to go to James Bond with us? Grab your kids. Let's go. And he said, well, why would I do that? It's, it's already right here on HBO max. And I was thinking, wow, that there you go. Well, Bond, it's a legitimate <laughs> argument. Okay. I guess we're going and you're not right. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I think it goes back to the idea that, you know, the habit it's shifted, you know, it's just, people are just used to it now. And that your brother was a perfect example of that. Like, why am I going to go to the theater when I can just watch it on, I mean, 
Bond was not in on a service, but Halloween kill Halloween dies, kills, whatever it was. Um, and then was, as was Dune. But it went, it went, it went, it, well, there's the other part of it, which is, uh, which is the piracy part and the service, the, yes. the, the services it, when we, we talk about the, uh, the, the, the VOD, we're acting like, um, the studios can control whether, uh, whether these movies appear online or not. And that, and, and that, that ship sailed a long time ago. They're like, if the, yeah. I mean, the, if you, the the uh, you can go to uh, your King of Prussia mall there and buy a little box that looks <laughs> like a very legitimate Roku box, and there's probably there's probably yeah. a dozen stores there that sell it, and you hook it up and it would be like your movie and TV app, and and you come there and you'll get you uh, you you will, you can see the Eternals and uh, Dune and everything else is opening. This this weekend, right there on your box, and it looks looks like a real professional. So it's, the services are just kind of trying to claw back some of the money that that some of the the, the views that are already out there, to some extent. Yeah, I, I I think it's great that you brought up I, the piracy because it's not something that we've talked about. I've always meant to kind of bring it up because the issue with piracy was always you kind of had the the quality that was sort of somewhat of a backstop that you know people. Well, I don't want to watch some shaky guy, what you know, recording it in the it's theater. Way, it's way better than really that getting, now. They, they, they yeah, have. yeah. Now it's like there's a clean copy of a movie that's in theaters that's now available to people at home, but it's also available to the pirators. And you know, listen, I've talked to people like, oh yeah, I saw it. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I thought you didn't have HBO Max. Oh well, I saw it so online, I, I, and I'm like, oh, oh, I know what yeah. that means. <laughs> So here's my market research. I, I spoke to a, uh, a film school class uh, a couple of weeks ago, about 40, 40 students. And, you know, these are people they are studying and going to the film industry. So they're likely to be the most respectful of anyone of their age demographic uh, of it. And I asked them, how many of you have uh, uh, regularly... Uh, how many? How, how many of you watch watch pirated movies or mo- movies? There, uh, every hand went up. Every single hand. I asked, "How many of you have watched a pirated movie within the last week?" Every hand in the in the room went up. Really, all of them. One hundred percent. So, well, they do realize if they keep that up, there's not going to be an industry for them to go <laughs> yeah. into. <laughs> no, that's that's. It. I mean, they're, they're, they've already been like. I mean, it's a huge part of what's happened to the indie sector is, uh, yeah. you know, there was a study that Moonlight, which is, as far as indie movies go, a successful a story that it, it would that if you, if you, that's, I, I think, I think five times as many people watched it pirated as, as paid for it. So if, if, if just, a, if, if just a quarter of those people had, had paid for it, Moonlight would have made twice as much money as it did. And just spread that out through the entire indie film ecosystem. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I, it's a, the downstream part of this thing is so interesting because um, if you are breaking the habit of theatrical, which would say, you know, the downside of watching a pirated movie is that you're missing the theatrical experience. If the industry is not 
keeping up with and, and pumping the theatrical. They're really playing more and more into that that sector of a pirated movie is just as good as HBO Max. I mean, I'm just watching on my TV set anyway, right? And they are. They, they, they really, I mean, I've, I've, I've looked at these sites and they're, you would not know that these are not official unless you're a real, like, uh, you know, sh- streaming uh, technique. Like, you would not know that these are not a, these are not real streaming copies that, that you have. They're, they, 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 they have, they, uh, it's not, it's not the shaky cam in the theater anymore. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, the, the amount of young people were, that you need in order to keep this industry going, um, works in such a direction that if we're really not setting up a new standard of what that might mean for us, for the future, let's say future generations consuming the content, um, in a way that we, um, that there's a long play to it. It seems more and more that we're going to move entertainment onto, you know, platforms, video game platforms that are playing themselves out in a different way. Um, there, the evolution of tech tech is coming so, so much that like what you can do with goggles on what you can do, um, um, you know, just with their cell phone in your pocket, there's very little need to think of like, why would I go through all the hassle of moving on to a brick and mortar situation um, and slow down my life that way to, to consume something. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just thinking about that. So movie theaters, Scarlet Hill are the only place in America that, that we ask that they ask people to put away their cell phones. That's it. I mean, I uh, weddings and funerals, wedding funerals and movies. Maybe I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I guess you could take a photo in a wedding. I don't know if you're taking a photo of the funeral, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, but I've been in churches and, 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 and temples in the last year and, uh, and everybody's on their phone in them. Uh, and you, you go to, that's where you get your Bible. You read your Bible on your, on your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a restaurant, the whole place are, are, are looking at, uh, is looking at their screens or anything. It's, uh, I'm sure everybody's dinner table. So, um, so I love that. I love as a, as a film nerd that, that movies are this one sacred place, but how's that going to work? That we're right. Yeah. And I, I would ask you, Richard, like, it, because there's something we talk about quite frequently and we've talked about this a little bit when you were here last is sort of like the lack of any sort of leadership and revolutionary leadership and willing to break the mold a little bit. Yes. Jim G left Paramount. Brian Robbins took over, but is he really going to break the mold in terms of the leadership? And we've talked a little bit about the Paramount decree going away and is there going to be a a Disney or universal that's going to step in and reinvent the the experience or is it we are we just going to sit here and cross our fingers and hope that uh you know it'll just recover because it seems to me the industry is just like it's all about the product we just got to get the product out and people will come back that seems to be the me the the going line that seems to be coming out of a lot of the studios and i just think that's blinkered i mean maybe i maybe i'm just you know pessimist who worked in the industry for so long that i just i you know i and you know enough to be pessimistic. It's- yeah, exactly. So I'm curious if you're hearing anything out there. Like, if, is there anyone who is really trying to change the status quo out there? Or is it just going to be more and more of the same? And we're just going to try to get more temple movies, four quadrant movies out there to try to coax people back into the same theater that existed prior to the pandemic? You know, but, but before 
um, before the pandemic, I know there were a couple of studios that had these pilot plans of launching, um, la- launching little uh, uh, own theaters. That, that, that I know. one studio was planning to open like fifteen of them as a, a test case around America to, to to see how they would go. Um, I I I don't know what's happened to those plans. Uh, in the last two years, I, ha- I haven't I haven't heard anybody mention them lately, and I haven't seen any announcements of uh, they're going to start building. I mean, it's it's it, you know it, it, I mean it's 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 kind of like uh, in in politics, you look at the at, at the parties. It's like who's who's looking at is anybody looking at adding customers and adding and growing the coalition here, like because you're. Because in movies you're 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 certainly losing people, so like like what's the plan to bring in some new people? How do you how do you, how do you make this more inclusive? Because because uh, you know I mean I, we're we're at least two circuits into a death spiral here. So um, yeah, at so least two circuits are in death spiral. Exactly how you say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're you're running out of time to 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 try to bring in something new that that pulls you out of that. So here here's a question for you: the um, Dune to me is an interesting case study because from an outsider who has not seen it yet, um, I went into it thinking only what I've heard rumor wise, which is what I read by critics who kind of said, "Ah, oh, it's a big big deal," but too slow or whatever the, the critics claim was. And then I look at box office numbers and no one's going to the theater. So those two things seem to represent each other. And then every person I meet that's gone to it says, it's an amazing movie. You should go see it. So I think, Oh my goodness, this is one of those films that word of mouth would overrun all that kind of early BS from film critics and looking at superficial things like box office numbers to determine if it's a good film or not. Um, I know people that have, texted me the second time they've left the movie. I just saw it again. Um, so I'm wondering, well, you know, one, is marketing doing its job? But also, like, are you seeing anybody that's doing marketing in a smart way, in a clever way, that kind of gets what this new problem of word of mouth is and might have, you know, might be a future of an evolution of marketing? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's also... React. I mean, the Dune campaign just felt like very like traditional. It's like you, an old poster. It, 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 it's it's one of those posters with a bunch of heads on them. That's kind of floating heads. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's, uh, you know like a recreation of a nineteen thirties uh, adventure film poster, and it's uh, um, with, uh, with with kind of you know something that that with a big worm coming out, and it's uh, yeah. Um, the worms in the middle. Can I do the worm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, the the uh, I have the same the same. I mean, I I, I haven't seen it yet because uh, I had uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm young kid. So so the word slow. Uh, if if the word slow is used in relation to a movie, that's like uh, waving a, uh, a crucifix for before vampire <laughs> like uh, Well, the people I, I've, I've seen it haven't used the word slow, but I think you're right. It it might be a little long because it's a complicated story. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I can't do a complicated story right now in my life. But uh, the, the, the uh, well, I'll come to LA. You and I can go together. You can leave your kids <laughs> behind. <laughs> Maybe we'll walk in for the last 45 minutes. Uh, yeah. But, but um, yeah, there you go. Perfect. But uh, no, I, I, I just, I mean, I don't see anything that apart from, you know, Marvel still manages to make these movies events that people who don't go to the movies. Um, no, okay, there's a new Marvel movie. I have to, I have to come see this. Um, they, that, that, that it's time for me to, to but it, um, but I, I don't see anybody else that, that, that really knows how to create events and, 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 and special moments out of, out of these movies in the same way. Well, I, I would, I mean, the thing, it's interesting you bring up the Eternals because that is something that I did want to talk about because I was, I was in the gym today and I saw a spot. And have, no, having done spots and campaigns and event movies enough, there is definitely a f- they definitely see that there is a wear on Marvel movies starting to appear in their research because the spot said, and this is a classic closing campaign when you when you realize, well, wait a minute, maybe our tracking isn't as good as it should be. It was basically um, unlike any other Marvel film you've ever seen. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's interesting. That was the copy. So that that's a recognition that we people are tiring of this model. They're like, world is in danger, heroes show up, heroes save the world. Like people are just, it's not enough anymore to just say, hey, we're a Marvel movie. I mean, it was if they were successful in phase whatever one through four because it was setting up this larger story over 12 movies and all these characters, and it all came to a fruition in the last two movies which was great to see and it built this world and this universe, but I don't feel like they've shifted gears. It's like now, okay, now we've, we've sort of banked on the top tier heroes. So let's start going to the rest of the heroes and make stories for them too. And maybe there's a larger plan here. And obviously I, you know, I don't have access to it. I don't know what's going on in Kevin Feige's mind. So I can't necessarily say one way or another, whether or not this is headed to another sort of big buildup. But the fact that there that spot existed, it was like ah, they realize that there's an issue here, and they're trying to get in front of it now. Because Assad's a very smart guy, and he's not going to sit by and be like, oh yeah, we'll just do what we've done in the last Marvel movies. So obviously they see something, their research, their data is telling them something. So I'm, if even if Marvel is having struggling with event films now, you have to think that something has got to to shift in sort of the world of marketing. I mean. We talked a lot about last week how I think Warner's really missed the mark with Dune and they just went so hardcore sci-fi and their trailers were beautiful and they were lovely and their works of art, but they didn't really convince anyone to come see the movie that wasn't a hardcore Herbert fan. So it's like, it seems like there's, again, it goes to the leadership issue. Is there anyone who recognizes that the old model of marketing is not working anymore? And that we there needs to be an evolution in terms of trying something different. Like it took forever for you know some of the studios to get away from the thirty second TV spot was the answer to fixing <laughs> tracking, and that sort of they've moved a little bit on that where they don't cut as many spots as they used to, but it still doesn't seem like it has moved enough. They're still doing a lot of the old tricks of like you know see it in theaters, number one movie in the world, like. Yeah, and they just it's, don't work anymore. With with Marvel, it's also it, it's funny because the uh, with with the 
competition kind of going away, it kind of feels like Black Widow and Shang-Chi just came out a week ago. Yeah, it does feel that way, right? Like, yeah, there's no yeah. context of like it's been a because also the TV shows are filling in the gap between it, right? So it's all Marvel all the time in your life. Yeah, Is that what it feels like yeah. So it's, so it it it, yeah. it kind of makes it less of uh, like I mean the the three times a year when there was a Marvel movie used to be like well it's a, it's the it's, it's the next Marvel thing what's going to happen here it's like. But now, sort of, are, are we still seeing Black Widow? Is, is Black Widow still alive? I mean, it, it, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it doesn't feel like we're we're in a separate frame anymore. Um, well, they felt like standalone movies. I think that's the other issue. It's like everyone knew who was sort of wrapped into the Marvel universe that every movie that came out pretty much after Iron Man was building to something. Yeah. It was building. You're introducing all these ancillary characters and. And yes, Tim's right. There's shows that are sort of bringing in another piece of it, but it felt like, you know, the other two, like Black Widow and the other movie, it was sort of just yeah. like standalones. Like there wasn't, I know there was like their little Easter eggs that were trying to set up, but it doesn't feel like they're all, it's the same. It's like this is the beginning of the next phase. It just feels like they're one off movies. And maybe that's something the marketing needs to do a better job of sort of laying out like this is the yeah. beginning of the next phase and we're sh- we're switching it up there's going to it's a different gear now um but again it's a, it's a superhero movie there's there's not a lot of yeah. Yeah, and go I with almost feel like do I want to start <laughs> so, over like towards the end it was hard enough keeping track of all the people anyway, Yeah, exactly that's the other thing create another yeah maybe that's it's it. another generation I mean, yeah. and they've already done the storyline wh- and they've already done the storyline where the heroes yeah, right. lose. <laughs> so it's like, well, where else do you go? <laughs> I mean, the, the defenders of it, the, the producers say that now superhero movies are, are just super, superhero movies are just, are, are just movies. So it's like, we will do a, there'll be romantic movies. There'll be, you know, the Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks version of a superhero movie. There'll be superhero movies for toddlers. There'll be, you know, I don't, I, 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 I don't know if we're right there, there yet. But I mean, on some level, I, I do sort of admire that. Like, if this was, if this was, say, Sony, we'd just be getting uh, Iron Man Seven right now, and that 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 would be that that would be they'd just be they'd just be taking what had already worked and just putting bigger numbers on it and just pounding this out until uh, there's not a single person that wants to see it anymore. So those are taking some risk there. Yeah. The, I think they're, it's interesting how the studios are really going to have to understand what the viewing audience wants now. Um, and then again, like going back to some of the issues we have in marketing is if word of mouth is being affected, which I always think word of mouth is uh, uh, the, the greatest ROI you get. Cause I'm going to go see Dune cause someone told me to go do it. Right. If I didn't have someone telling me, it would have just passed by. Um, that how do that how do we play into that uh, world now? It, you know the I, the whole like uh, Facebook Instagram marketing scheme where you or you know whatever the whatever it is those those um, platforms wanted to do where they became viral hits and get some kind of movement there. I don't think that's happening. There's way too much noise on those platforms to just get the next 15 second hit of some video on uh, TikTok, I don't think you're going to be able to push me into a movie theater 
three or four hours from now where I have to commit another three hours to watching something where if I'm in that stream, it's not going to pull itself out. Um, so there's a real challenge here to actually define what is our community going to be from now on? Is there going to be a theater going community? Will there be studios to support that kind of theater going community? And will there be creators that understand and still want to, to develop content in that community? You know, those are the three big questions and someone's going to have to figure someone out or step up and, and, Start making some changes. So, so if you just if you just do the ox oxen razor on that, and just look at the, you know what's what's the simplest uh, answer to that? It's it's pretty clear. If you if if you got all all those propositions you put, if, you, if I got if you have to give a yes or no answer, like oh right. No. It, is there is going just, to be a theater going? You mean those like ask the questions just yes or yeah. no? <laughs> yeah. Is it like if they're not rhetorical questions, but yes or no? Right? Is there going to be a theater going community? No. No. Right. Will there be will there be theaters? No. So will, will there be content creators that still want to uh will still develop something and that no, right? Because if you yeah. don't have the market, then you don't develop, even no matter what your heart's desires. Um so then, but then I could say something like, will there be content makers? Yes. Will they do creative work? Of course. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and yes. there's, mm -hmm. there are, I, I've spoken to, uh, to a number of uh, agent, agents and producers who, who, who will tell you that this is the most, this is the golden age of uh, entertainment right now, that there's more, more things being filmed uh more different kinds of stories people taking chances on mm -hmm. more yeah it's amazing you know, yeah across genres or across diversities across um more more people getting a chance to make their their movies more people working that 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 you know and if you just if you and if you're just talking in sheer sheer tonnage uh no i mean you know, there's 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 how many studios now? Seven, eight, eight studios that are a billion plus in, in spending uh, in budget, and then you have like, yep, you have like Roku comes and announced they're going to spend a billion dollars. So, so Roku is now a bigger studio than anybody would anybody was uh, five years ago. But, uh, but you know, it's yeah. It's not going to look like what we what we thought of as the movie world, mm. but it is Hollywood, right? I mean, we still. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I wonder if, though, to your point, I mean, yes, there are a lot of more content creators and more willingness to tell different stories. But are we are we in the sort of land of what John Landgraf likes to say, quote unquote, peak TV, where there's just too much to the point where n it's almost so much that nothing gets noticed. So yeah, it's great that all these stories are being told, but if only three people watch it, that story is probably that story like that's never going to get told again. Like, take a look at the Netflix model, where they basically make so much, and Tim would dispute whether <laughs> or not any of it's actually of my good. How bad it is, <laughs> but yeah. So and it's just like, and they just throw it out there, and then in the next week they're 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 on to the next. Like Red Notice just came out today. It's getting pilfered in reviews. Like it's it's just a movie that's just bleh. and it's got. Probably three of the most charismatic actors working today, and you've got a garbage story. And it—I it, mean, it's just at a certain point, it's—it's got to be two hundred million dollars uh, spent on that, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And Netflix, of course, will come out Monday and said it's the most watched <laughs> movie in the world. 
um, because that's just the Netflix model. And it's like, but at a certain point is quality. See, this is what I worry about. I worry that the quantity is now superseding the quality to the point where it's so mishmash. We don't even know what stories deserve to be told on screen anymore. We don't know what's good, what's bad. It's and just there's there's no so much out there. Like, I like the fact that, that people are taking risks. That's great. But they're taking risks. And then the things that should be, like, invested in, like, we need to find a way to make this relevant and get this out there are just sort of put on a, on a platform and with a little tile. And then, okay, what's next? That's my biggest fear. And there's no, there's no metrics to judge it either. You're right. Exactly. We, we don't thing. know what like, box we don't know what box office means anymore because it's it's the and and on streaming yeah. it's just random like like forty four percent of subscribers watch this for, <laughs> yeah. for three minutes or less. It's like it's uh, yeah, and and I I think the only <laughs> the only person who uh, who has really sort of shown any sense of like figuring out the metrics is the entertainment strategy guy who you've had on your uh, newsletter every now and then. I'm jealous you've probably actually spoken to him, which fully for you <laughs> that you actually know who he is. But um, it's it's fascinating to me that they're starting to move a little bit and realizing that they can't necessarily uh, rely on the their metrics anymore, like the two minutes of constitutive view, which is what Netflix is. I mean, we all talk... Talked ad nauseum about those slides that came out when uh, when they presented, and everyone was like obsessing about them when yeah, it was sure. basically information we already knew <laughs> at, at that point. So, entertainment strategy guy will tell you actually in his in his opinion, and I think he's written this. Uh, hope I'm not giving away his opinion here, but uh, that so Netflix announced that they're they're going to give out more information and more more, and and it seemed like give again. Right. What what he pointed out is that they're not. It's not that they're giving out more information; they're giving out different information. And what what that does, uh, he says, for him and for all the people who were building data sets, so they were beginning to be able to uh, mm -hmm. judge to to make some uh, uh, some comments and get some context on on the Netflix announcements. Is it wipes it all out and sends them all back to zero. Uh, that they, oh, he he he, th right. he thinks that they realize people are getting too close to being able to uh, actually interpret whether things were doing 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 well or not, and that well, by yeah. putting out these different numbers, yeah. it, it, it it wipes everyone out. It'll be another year and a half before they we figure out the numbers are. Although there was um there was a press release recently that said Squid Game had generated nine hundred million dollars for Netflix. Um. With four and a half million dollar, about four and a half million new viewers. So the way I did the math to get to that number was four and a half times seventeen dollars a month. So you know, seventeen dollars times times mm -hmm. uh, a year, twelve twelve months times four million, you get to nine hundred million. And you're like, okay, that if that's how the math kind of works, where you realize it's not about that one show, but I get twelve months of subscription from a new a new person on the platform. You can get to a billion dollars pretty fast with a pretty low investment. But how many, how many, but if you can do a squid game every month and if it doesn't take Only 500, 500, right. but if it doesn't, how many shows yeah. does it take to get you to a, a squid game and how many? Yeah. A squid game. The other part of this is when you're doing that many shows and we, you know, 
they weren't planning that Squid Game was was going to be their hit for the year. It was like it was like Squid Game was one of one of you know a hundred things that came out that Thursday, and um, and then two weeks later, like, hey, look, we got a hit here. Have a have a book. And <laughs> the the problem with that is you can't do any merchandising. They 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 they're they're talking a lot about their about their their video game division and. Uh, and their uh, and 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 all their merchandising, but you can't, you know. So I know that the for for James Cameron's uh, new Avatar movie, they were taking pitches from toy companies three years ago. So so wow. when that movie comes yeah. out, the toy companies will have been working on that for five years. That 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 have the that and, and they were showing. Toy companies were seeing pieces of the movie and doing all that, and you know that Disney puts out ten movies a year, and they and, and the product line is 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 underway. Long you you can't like say like, hey, we got a hit. Uh, we better we need to get some stuff to 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 target by the end of by by Friday. <laughs> like um, <laughs> that's not any. any Maybe that's the future of Amazon meets Netflix and you get like... Yeah, but particularly like as big a hit as Squid Uh, Game uh, is, like, I guarantee six weeks from now, nobody's going to be talking about Squid Game. Sure. Like, it will be, you know, be wiped out and... Yeah, the content glut really is... It's uh, the the term we use is the what to watch problem, but it's a content glut of like, there just is way too much and it feels like the universe can't retain that idea of like is is black widow still in the theater i mean i saw the guy next to me on the plane just was watching black widow and i'm thinking which i thought what a waste of two hours to watch black widow again <laughs> um but i was thinking maybe he's never seen black widow um yeah, right but-, but to me like it, someone's still consuming it and for the rest of us like isn't you know, Scarlett Johansson's already in a lawsuit with that. Like we're that we're way yeah. past the uh, the viewing time to be watching that. I movie. mean, Dune Dune feels like it came out. A, a I thought ago, so too. But... I was honest. I was there was a weird part when it finally was released. I was like, wait, it didn't. It wasn't released. I remember watching the marketing for it a year ago, but I think that's what threw us off. Is like, well, it's probably one of those films that marketing came out a year ago. The the movie reviews came out soon after the trailers were coming out and then the f- movie came out seven months later. What's that? I mean, I out? wonder if you can still, uh, the way a movie release works like that, that you just, that you spend years like slowly building this and announcements and pictures from the sets and, and, and all that. So to, to, and then, and then a month and a half out, you have the big magazine article. And I mean, like, can, can anyone, is, that, is, is anyone remembering that or keeping track of that anymore? Like, does that does that does that build any momentum in the? Yeah, that's something the... that you and Keith should solve through your consulting services, Vision <laughs> yeah, exactly. Craft Boo. Like, but it is something <laughs> uh, that you, yeah, you right. know your audience has probably asked that question of like, wait a second, what? Is, how far does this break? And we all know that we're not living out two years ago. So what should change? And one of them might be like, well, let's discuss how a movie rollout works. Yeah. Um, if any, if any studio is listening, wants to pay me to come in and say, uh, I don't know. It looks, it looks to me like you guys are screwed. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to set that up. So, but they can also just get that in their new in your weekly newsletter, right? They love <laughs> hearing that, Richard. They love hearing that. They love hearing that that they're screwed because you know they yeah, just yeah. love all the negativity. <laughs> they love it. They live for it. Absolutely, they love being criticized. They're very too. <laughs> very open to. Uh, to, to but that's what your your newsletter, yes, exactly. the subscription subscription newsletter is. That's what you're doing. You're telling them they're screwed, so they already get that from you. We have to create a new um, level of of engagement so you can be the face to face until I was, tr- I, I was trying yeah. for for the first couple of years. I did. I tried to do an annual sort of happy issue where I said good things, but I, I gave up on that. So. <laughs> See. Yeah. Good for yeah, you, yeah. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I couldn't, I couldn't find enough content in 12 months of Hollywood coverage to give me a happy <laughs> Well, some people are happy. You know, happy some just doing the podcast with folks. I, I try to think through, are, do we come across too negative all the time? Like we know it's, we know it's broken. That's why we called the podcast Hollywood breaks. It's that one's very easy. We got that one nailed. Um, and to not beat the same drum every week there, you have to understand, like, there's also the ability to break through. So yeah. you know, breaking into Hollywood is also part of our name. And you say, well, no, these are, these are real issues. Don't have that problem, but there are solutions also. I mean, there will be a solution. Hollywood's not going anywhere. Um, and kind of to your point earlier, Richard, like it's in, the, it's in its golden day. Like Hollywood is booming in a way. There's more content being produced um, with more outlets and more diversification than ever before. That's it. That's to its credit. That's amazing. Um, yeah. We're and- just basically talking distribution usually in our, in our talk, not really talking about what, what's happening, but there's some great stuff. I mean, and, and if you, yeah, if you're just looking at like what's getting made, it, it looks good. I, the, the, the problem is it just that what we're all doing is like, like how does this turn into something uh, stable, something something durable? It's like there's, there's there's certainly a lot of stuff happening, and you could say like, well, if it just continued like this forever, then then yeah, maybe that would be great. Uh, it'd be different, but. It, but but maybe it would be great. But but it's sort of this disbelief that that uh, that you know. I mean, Netflix is not a money making business. It's a it's a money it's a it's a uh, it's a money losing business at the bottom of all this. So um, that can't go on forever. So uh, so what happens what happens after that is the, is, is the question. Or where where else does it? Because it obviously creates influence. So where else is that influence felt? That it's worth burning money in in one area to to make it somewhere else, right? Yeah, you know, the, the the optimists, uh, the agents I talked to, they said the, the analyst just said, uh, so if Netflix goes away, something else will come along. Somebody else will get into it. It's a, there's 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 billions of dollars out there. People are going to want it. It's, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's uh, we so don't root for people, do we? We're like, well, screw them. Another person will just fill in the blank, and then we don't even exactly. care. Like Netflix, like <laughs> you can just go away. Who cares? Exactly. Who's next? But yeah, yeah. More, I guess more to the point. If Paramount Plus goes away, like uh, you know, is that is that the end of the world? If if, if Paramount if, if Paramount uh, gets absorbed, if Paramount Plus goes goes no, away, it's not the end of the world. No, in we at Peacock, we don't even know if Peacock's going to make it to the end of the year. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're not even making any money. We are, it's already <laughs> called Comcast. We already know what Peacock is, and people already received <laughs> that through an antiquated box. Why are we doing this again? Um, exactly. Yeah, so crazy. Well, Richard, you're amazing. Um, everyone, please give Ew. Richard some regard and some heads out there. Richard is the editor-in-chief of The Ankler magazine he created and the, the Hollywood's most fearsome newsletter. So you got to keep keep the fearsomeness coming. I always like the honest truth from you. It's great to have you. I'm, I'm going to try to be positive. Now, now I'm going to leave trying to be positive and find nice <laughs> things to say. So I might ruin it. We have to change it to Hollywood's most fearsome newsletter to Hollywood's most fearsome and lovable newsletter. And cuddly, cuddliest uh, little newsletter. <laughs> yeah. Don't go changing for us, Richard, please. We, we like the edge. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Go. It's, 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 yeah. it's, 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 it's always edge. fun to talk with you guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs>